0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast Cast Cast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com Senior Editor Katie Atkinson. Hi, Keith. I feel especially sing-songy because we are in that room again where everything echoes, echoes, echoes. (laughs) we're going to use it to our advantage. Frequent listeners, listeners of the show will remember that we were in this room once before and I'm just prefacing this now because I like to I like to make people aware that if something sounds weird or different, it's because we know that. It is weird and different. So if you hear people like yelling outside or you know talking, it's because we are in a different location. <laughs> um anyway, that said, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats, and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we've got an interview with one of the voices behind one of the biggest hit songs of 2016, Kyla. She was featured on Drake's One Dance, which spent 10 weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, a record 18 weeks at number one on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart, and finishes 2016 as the number three year-end song on the Hot 100 and the year-end number one. On the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart. Not too bad. Oh, not too shabby. We talked to Kyla about how she wound up on One Dance. It's a pretty amazing story. And what the future holds for her following the song's incredible success. Plus, we've got chat About a new number one album on the Billboard 200 chart from the Hamilton Mixtape. How the Rolling Stones earned their record-extending 37th top 10 album on the Billboard 200 album chart. How Machine Gun Kelly and Camila Cabello shoot into the top 10. See what I did there? Shoot into <laughs> the top 10. On the Billboard Hot 100 with their hit collaboration, Bad Things. And just how big will Zayn and Taylor Swift's new single, I Don't Wanna Live Forever, be on the Billboard Hot 100? All that and more will be this week on the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the show, why don't you subscribe to us? I mean, why don't you? <laughs> why haven't you done that yet?
1: I mean, don't be mean to the people or they
0: won't subscribe. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it would be a lovely Christmas gift for us. That's true. That's true. I mean, I know sometimes it's hard. Like, you know, you don't subscribe to stuff and it's like annoying, but I'm like, hey, you like us and we like you, so why not? Exactly. Like, you know, just... Tis the season. Just do it. Just do it. Um, and heck, if you have any questions, you can tweet us. You know what our Twitter handles are by now. But just in case, it's Keith underscore Caulfield and KT Atkinson. Um, and if you know you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, you can visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. So uh, before we jump into our um, scheduled scripty stuff, uh, last week I was in New York for our Women in Music event. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, what happened there, Keith?
0: Oh, you know, um, hosted a live Facebook uh, red carpet shindig for Billboard. Yes. Uh, Chelsea Briggs and I um, manned our carpet for a little over an hour. And who did you speak with? I mean, really, just a lot of, like, nobody people. (laughs) I mean, just, you know, actually, no, we talked to a a, (laughs) a galaxy, a veritable galaxy of stars. (laughs) Um, uh, We honored eight fabulous women at our Women in Music event. Um, and seven of them were actually on hand at the event. Megan Trainer fell ill, uh, mm-hmm. like, the day before the show and couldn't come. Fifth she, Harmony sang one of her songs in her place. They they were literally called in at the last minute mm-hmm. to show up and do that. Um, but, yeah, we talked to uh, Halsey, Alessia Cara, Marin Morris, uh, Shania Twain, mm-hmm. Madonna. There it is. Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. Um, yeah, we talked to Madonna. She was, in fact, our last guest on our live show. And um, yeah, she, I mean, it was Madonna. Come yeah. On. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a hoot. I had a really great time doing it. Um,
1: you can still watch it on Billboard's Facebook page.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still on our Facebook page. It will live there forever. We've also split up the interviews into little bite sized pieces. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to sit there for a whole hour and watch me act a fool.
1: And the show itself debuted on Lifetime Monday night. That's right. Or I'm sorry, yeah, Monday night. But um, you, I'm sure Lifetime will replay it. So look for replays.
0: Um, uh, I didn't actually get to see
1: the show yet. Oh, I watched it. You did? Yeah.
0: Did it? Did it look cool? Yeah, it
1: looks great. It was great, and there were so many really touching speeches. Um, Kesha gave a really moving speech, um, and Madonna's speech, which you can also read about on Billboard.com was, you know, as badass as you'd expect Madonna's speech to be. Yeah. They had to actually trim it down a little bit for broadcast.
0: Oh, did they? They they edited it out a little bit. I'll have to watch the
1: unedited version on billboard.com then.
0: Yeah, try to to read the whole thing, because it's it's a really compelling, long speech, but it's just great. And it's so great, in fact, that even Lady Gaga tweeted Madonna... Uh, her praise and said that she was brave I, th- I believe brave Incredible.
1: was the word she, she was, was handing it? the woman in music torch to Madonna we, frankly <laughs> like
0: they Lady Gaga was last back. To back see, Lady Gaga yeah. was last year's woman of the year and this yep. year is uh, Madonna so I was very happy to do that and um, yeah so I'm back and now we can get to the chart chat. All right, chart chat time. Um, so the Hamilton mixtape, number one on the Billboard 200. You were particularly excited by this last week when we were predicting it, Katie. Did you
1: see Lin-Manuel's adorable Twitter response to it, too? They yeah, like, happy faces or something. They were, like, the embarrassed faces. <laughs> like, happy slash, like, humbled faces. Aww. But, yes, he seems very excited by this. It's, it's very
0: cool. Yeah, well, the—I the, the, uh, the I have, I have printouts here somewhere— um, Do I? I (laughs) Yeah, here's what I said. The all-star compilation album, The Hamilton Mixtape, debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 chart, earning 187,000 equivalent album units in the week ending December 8th, according to Nielsen Music. And of that sum, 169,000 were in traditional album sales. Now, the album is inspired by, of course, the runaway hit musical... Uh, stage show Hamilton an American musical and the the new mixtape album consists of covers of songs from the show Mm -hmm. in addition to songs that were inspired by Hamilton and among the artists on the album are Sia uh, John Legend uh, Wiz Khalifa The Roots Andrew Day Kelly Clarkson did I already say Kelly Clarkson? You did not Um, now you have uh, like Busta Rhymes is on there Mm -hmm. Uh, Ashanti and Ja Rule it's and it really, I think, shows how influential the show has been because it's touched all these different artists from all sorts of walks of life totally. and genres. And it kind of makes sense that the album debut is at number one because you have all of the built-up um, fan base from the musical Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Because keep in mind, the cast album of Hamilton has sold 876,000 copies. That is the 10th biggest-selling cast album of the last 25 years. And it is the fifth biggest selling album overall in 2016. Wow. So you figure, well, if just a slice of those people show up in the first week for the Hamilton mixtape.
1: More than a slice showed up. More than a slice.
0: (laughs) More than a slice. Um, So yeah, and and, you know, what's also cool, I wrote about this online, is that um, it's not terribly often that compilation albums go to number one. Right. Um, This is the first compilation album to be number one since, what did I say, Uh, 2014, so more than two years, and then that was now 50. Oh, wow. And uh, most of the compilations that have been number one on the Billboard 200, at least in the past 40 years, have actually been now compilations. 24 compilations have been number one in the past 40 years, and now albums have been 18 of those. Wow! So only... (laughs) Six of them have been non-now. I mean, non-now. Non-now <laughs> albums. Um, so it's a hoot, uh, and I think it's great to see Hamilton at number one in some fashion. I wish it was the cast album at some point, because the cast album actually peaked at number three on the Billboard 200.
1: This seems like it's a little bit of a victory lap, though, this oh, totally. Hamilton mixtape.
0: Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Lin-Manuel is just, like, just, like, just gleeful. Yeah. He's just oh, like yeah. He's like, I mean... It must have, it must be just like every day he pinches himself yes. because he's such a hip hop head and he's mm-hmm. such a cast recordings dude that, you know, it's one thing to make this musical that is sort of based around the rhythms and, uh, lyrical stylings of rap and hip hop. Um, but then to take it a step further and have some of your favorite musical artists and hip hop artists sing your words and yeah. rap your words. Yeah. And or, or just want to be part of something that you were part of. Yeah. It's, that's got to be like, every day is just like mind blown. Yeah. Mind blown. Yes. Mind blown. I mean, at some point, he was probably like mind blown when he was like at the White House with Obama, you know, a couple times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, <laughs> next week on the Billboard 200, the Hamilton mixtape will most likely not be number one, as uh, Jay Cole will likely get his fourth number one album on the Billboard 200. As his new album... For Your Eyes Only. Probably not covering For Your Eyes Only, but the name of the album is For Your Eyes Only. Um, it's set for a huge debut at number one. Industry forecasters suggest the album could start atop the chart with over 550,000 equivalent album units. And Insane. Of that, like maybe 360, 70 ish thousand could be in traditional album sales, which would be his best sales week ever. Wow. Um. So yeah, J Cole's kind of popular.
1: I guess so. Um, People have been wanting some new J Cole. Apparently,
0: and uh, th- and the year is not done with yet. We still have that Drake OVO Sound thing that may or may not come out.
1: I just read something uh, yesterday. Oh, Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Now. It's yeah. It oh. looks like maybe not this year.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well. All right, Drake. But then again, we don't know. <laughs> By the time you hear this, it could it already could be, be out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you a big Jake Cole fan?
1: Um, I mean, I I like him, you but like I him don't and you own an album. Him. Right?
0: Yeah, he's a, I, I've interviewed. I guess him. I'm one of the only people who doesn't own. A yeah, J. Cole we're a little album. bit in the dark here. <laughs> um, what's next? What's next? Ooh, oh, Rolling Stones. Back to this week's chart. Hamilton debuts at number one. Well, the mixtape does, but the Rolling Stones are also in the top ten. Their new album, Blue and Lonesome, debuts at number four. Their return to blues. Yeah, it's, it's been forever. It's a blues covers album. Mm-hmm. It's been forever since the Stones have put out a studio album. And I guess this counts as a studio album because they were, you know, in a studio reporting new music. But they didn't write these songs. Right. And I think that they, not. I think the genesis of it was that they were kind of in the studio trying to kind of get warmed up to like maybe do new stuff. And they said, well, why don't we do some blues things to kind of, like, warm up? And before they knew it, they were like, we've got a bunch of songs. Why don't we just release this as an album? Yeah. And I guess they recorded it, like, maybe in two days. Whoa. Like, the whole thing. Like, they're all, like, kind of, like, one or two take things. Whoa. Um, So, but it makes sense. Like, the Stones covering blues, classic blues tracks, things that, you know, kind of informed, you know, what they established themselves as. Yeah. So it makes sense. I still want a brand new Rolling Stones album (laughs) that was written by Mick and Keith. It's a hard
1: thing to get together. I remember hearing an interview. I was at an interview with... uh, How
0: hard is it to get together considering they tour so much? Well,
1: actually, here's the deal. Elton John was talking about this. He was talking about his writing process with Bernie Taupin, how he's the music guy, Bernie's the lyrics guy. It's just always how it's worked. Right. And Elton is the superstar. Bernie like lets Elton do Elton's thing, right? Mm-hmm. But he was talking about Mick and Keith needing to get to the studio and set aside the Mick and Keith egos to like compromise on music, lyrics and music, and like come to this like spot where they both love what they're putting out, right. they don't put something out that they both aren't 100% co-signing. So that's why it's hard. Because, it's because, different.
0: Because Elton and Bernie have the understanding that like Bernie's writing all the lyrics, Elton's writing all the music. So it's like, I will I will sing whatever lyrics you Bernie give
1: me. Bernie gives Elton a book of words, and Elton makes an album. Really? Yeah. So, so like Bernie doesn't get a choice on which words Elton uses or which poem virtually Elton puts to music.
0: So he just gives him like a bunch of sentences and then Elton just crafts music He's around like, those words. He's here
1: are 90 songs that I wrote since our last album. You t- you put music to them.
0: Wow. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that's how they work. Mhm. Well that's sort certain- yeah. That's not how Keith and Mick work. No, it's that. No. <laughs> and I I think I think I'm sure at that at this point like there's probably a certain kind of friendly you know, I mean, they they probably, like any other band or guys, like a group of people that have been around for so long, it's like, yeah, they're the Stones, it's Mick and Keith. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there's probably some internal strife that we're not aware of. And it's
1: easy to get out on stage and perform the songs that you know like the back of your hand together, but yeah. to like put out something creative,
0: something new that's creative that you're putting your name on, it's a different story. I, I have to say, I have, I mean, when the Stones do put out new music like a full-on studio album like i really liked a bigger bang i liked bridges to babylon i liked i liked all those studio albums of like you know the the rare and few instances that we've gotten them since Mm. like steel wheels in 89 right like bridges to babylon is a great album
1: like it's so good are are you listening rolling stones keith sorry okay sorry anyway
0: (laughs) they debut in the top 10 this week with blue and lonesome it is their 37th top 10 album no Act has had more top 10 albums in the history of the chart. The Rolling Stones already had this record. They just extended it with this new album. So I hope that they can extend it even further with a new, uh, all new, <laughs> newly recorded, <laughs> newly written album soon. Um, okay. So moving on. Um, let's talk about the Hot 100. Yes. Uh, number one is still Ray Shrimmer's Black Beatles. I keep doing my uh, uh, really big shoe voice. Um <laughs> But I'm feeling like there's a chance we could get a new number one on the Hot 100 in the next week or two from perhaps Zane and Taylor Swift. You feel like that's going to just shoot up? Um, may, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if any song, like because what we've said in the past is like, Well, it looks like, you know, One Dance or Closer is stuck at number one forever until, you know, unless Rihanna drops a song out of the sky or Beyonce does something.
1: Or Taylor Swift drops
0: a song out of the sky. So when you have the combination of Zayn and Taylor Swift and we assume the streaming numbers will be enormous. Yeah. Um, the song, I think, is exclusive to Apple right now. Yeah, you
1: can't you can't listen on Spotify.
0: Yeah, so it's you can't find it on YouTube anywhere. So that's going to hurt it initially yeah. to some degree. But what
1: they need to do is film a music video together. Yes. <laughs> then it will go to number one instantly. Instantly. <laughs> um,
0: the song's going to have a pretty, I think, a uh, pretty solid first week in sales. I don't think we've actually published a number yet, so I'm hesitant to say it on air. So I'm going to hold that back. Um, but it should be a pretty good debut. And I don't think that's going to be, like, necessarily a number one debut, but maybe it could hit number one around Christmas, maybe when people are getting gift cards or streaming new devices or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, you know, they get a streaming device for Christmas and then they decide to purchase it or stream it or whatever because it's a brand new hot song. I mean, if
1: you look back at, like, how those Fifty Shades of Grey songs from the first movie soundtrack did Mm -hmm. a couple years ago, they were everywhere. The Ellie Goulding song, the Weekend song. Beyonce, even with the Crazy and Love remix. Exactly. So I feel like this is probably just the second coming of of all that.
0: Um, Also, um, on the chart, well, Zayn and Taylor are not on the chart yet, but could be. However, this week on the chart, big news in the top 10, Machine Gun Kelly and Camila Cabello shoot into the top 10 with their collaboration, Bad Things. It jumps 17 to 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. So it's officially her biggest
1: non-Fifth Harmony hit then. Yeah. Because she was top 20 with Shawn Mendes. But... Yeah,
0: Shawn Mendes, the track that uh, I know which did last summer, repeats number 20, I mm-hmm. think. So Adori had surpassed that. Yeah. But now she has her first solo top ten, as does MGK mm-hmm. Machine Gun Kelly. Um, she this means just this year alone, Camila has had two solo top twenty hits and a top ten hit with Fifth Harmony, mm-hmm. which was their first top ten hit. Work from home, mm-hmm. so she's having a nice year. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Machine Gun Kelly is no slouch either. Like, it's not like it's not like this is the Camila show. It's the two of them combined that yeah. makes this song. Uh, special and we actually reached out to Camila and MGK yesterday. I've got reactions here. Oh yeah, so we reached out to them via email. we meaning we me. Um, and MGk uh, we asked them if they thought that um, bad things was something special when they recorded it. MGK said, of course, but I felt that way about a lot of songs I've done, and they didn't reach this type of success, so I don't go into them with high hopes of charting. I just make songs that touch on people's emotions and situations. And Camila said, I know a song is special when it makes me feel something or brings back memories or personal experiences. And when I heard it, I saw the whole movie in my head. It just made me feel that warm feeling of falling in love. Um, But of course, the song is kind of a tortured song, because there's like, you know, And as she says later, I asked her. I said, "The song, you know, why does a song why is a song caught on so fast? Because the song has only been on the chart for like six or seven weeks." And Camila said, "I think that everybody can relate to going crazy for someone, and even if it's just in your mind, somebody bringing out a wild side in you." Also, with this duet, there are two different points of view: a point of view of innocence and a point of view of someone wild. And everybody out there can relate to that.
1: As she says in the chorus, "It's complicated."
0: It is complicated. Um, So they were very excited to have uh, a top 10 hit this week, and uh, it'll be fun to see if that song can rise higher on the chart. Um, Also, oh, uh, speaking of which, speaking of Fifth Harmony, uh, Lauren uh, Haregi. Yep. Ooh, I got it right. (laughs) Um, Fifth Harmony just has a a bunch of ladies with sometimes complicated names to say. (laughs) Um, Lauren Haregi, also in Fifth Harmony, released a new single just last week called Back to Me with Marion Hill. Katie and I both like it. You should definitely check it out. Oh yeah, it's a
1: really cool song.
0: It's very earwormy. Um, and then also in the world of uh, girl groups and boy bands, uh, One Direction, uh, Louis Tomlinson released his new single with Steve Aoki. It's called Just Hold On, which is uh, doing quite well on iTunes right now.
1: And God bless him for performing just days after his mother passed away at only age 42.
0: Yeah, I think it was like 42 or 43 of leukemia. Yeah. Like last Wednesday, and he performed on X Factor Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, no, it's like... Ugh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, who would have thought... And so we have Zayn poppin', Louis, Lauren, Camila. Yeah. And the, the, still, the one person that we've heard like no solo music at all from in terms of vocals, because we heard a snippet of Liam pain mm-hmm. from from one direction singing
1: we heard uh what did we hear a songwriting bit on the michael buble album from, harry, from styles. One harry styles but uh no singing i
0: don't think he, yeah he didn't see he on didn't that. do any backup. that was that was a michael buble megan trainer collaboration mm-hmm. that was co-written by harry styles mm-hmm. so we're still waiting for harry we're to waiting patiently waiting patiently waiting harry Um, So that's a lot of chart action this week. Uh, Things are just getting crazy because we're getting close to the holidays, and uh, they will only get crazier as we uh, knock on Christmas's door. (laughs) But now it is time, Katie, for our interview
1: with Kyla. Yes, and uh, I feel like Kyla is best known to our listeners as the singer on One Dance from Drake. Uh, We caught up with the U.K. artist in L.A. after the American Music Awards last month where she was nominated alongside Drake for One Dance. And although One Dance did not win, Drake did, and he gave Kyla a lovely shout-out on stage, actually. It was very nice. So we talked about that. We talked about how the 2009 song Do You Mind ended up being sampled for One Dance and how her life changed virtually overnight because of it. And even though we chatted before nominations came out, we asked her about the possibility of being up for a Grammy Award, And we're really happy to report that as a featured artist on Drake's Views, she shares his nomination for Album of the Year. So she's now Grammy-nominated as well. And uh, we talk about life after One Dance, including her plans for a full-length solo album. So here is our lovely chat with Kyla. Baby, I like your stuff. Hello, Kyla, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Uh, Hello.
2: I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. All the way
1: from England. I know.
2: (laughs) I know. It's lovely and warm here. You know, I've got to move here.
1: Uh, (laughs) We would love to have you. Um, You know, our listeners will be super familiar with you from your feature on Drake's One Dance, one of the (laughs) biggest hits of this year. But you've been in the music business since 2000. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about how you got your start in music and your career up to this point?
2: Yeah, so I've been singing since I was like three. I think I've always wanted to be a singer. You know, like people know what they want to do. So I've known from a really young age. My dad used to be like, Kyla, get your head out of the clouds. (laughs) And I was like, no, this is really what I'm going to do. And um, yeah, so I basically raised up enough money. I thought I'd get into music and I raised up enough money to do my first music video. Didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I thought, let me just get a video side. And that caught the eye of my husband, but um, his name's Palface, mm-hmm. he got in contact and was like, let's do some some music together. And like, yeah, we've just been writing loads together and things led, want, like things... One after another, that worked out, out on
1: like two different levels. Yeah. There, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> that was like a, that was like a good, uh, I'm married, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, a, a, a personal and professional relationship that worked out. Yeah, yes. well.
2: <laughs> which I think sometimes is like rare. Yeah,
0: oh, absolutely, totally.
2: Yeah, so like sometimes I want to wring his neck. But no, <laughs> I love him. Really, it's, it's all a good balance. <laughs> it's the
0: yin and yang. You need it. Yeah, no, I yeah. think
2: we get on really well. We kind of understand each other, you know, and and we write really well together. So yeah, we just was writing lots of tracks and and um. Yeah, so we've done a track called Do You Mind, one of many, but we've done a track called Do You Mind, and I had a really good run in England with, um, yeah. with this song, and I felt like i squeezed it dry, like there was nothing, like no one's
1: going to want to see me perform this track ever again. <laughs> and then Drake called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. what is the timing on that? Do You Mind was like 2009, right? Yeah, so it was like
2: nearly seven years, yeah. ago, which was crazy. Um a good crazy. Yes. And yeah, so I got an email saying, please could I contact a woman, um, Alison from Sony? And I, it was so close to April Fool's. I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go along with sure. it. Sure. Right. <laughs> but I know you're all faking. <laughs> and then when you all say it's a joke, I'm like, you got me. So um, yeah, they said that Drake wanted to um, do something with the Do You Mind track. And so I went along with it. And then they asked me to go and get my passport renewed. And I was like, okay, this is going to cost me a lot of money. So someone's <laughs> going to have to pay me if this is a lie. And then I think they gave me like four days. To, so make, to like, decide whether, yeah, oh whether, my goodness. And like literally as soon as I signed the paperwork, it was out the next day. It was so Whoa. crazy. I know. Like, I think my um, web page is still on its holding page. Like, I just <laughs> had no time. It's been crazy.
1: That is wow. nuts. So your life literally just changed overnight in April. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
2: I'm. you know, I'm so blessed. I'm so happy. And Drake's such a lovely person as well which makes it even better.
1: And obviously, I mean, like, you know, sometimes somebody will sample something and then you have to really dig to find out who did it. But this said featuring Kyla, like, right up front. So everyone knows who that voice is.
2: Well, it was lovely because when they got in contact, obviously they were originally contacting me for the sample clearance. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't hear the track at the time. And there was, like... um, his camp had been Drake's camp had been there was lots of leaks so Mm. they were not going to send me the track they were like we'll play it over the phone Mm. wow tell me if you like it and you know they really explained why because most people would be like why can't you send me the track Mm. but I totally understood why they wasn't doing that and then so we listened to the track and I was all over it. I was yeah, like, yeah, super in the prominent, and the end. yeah. And so they were like, we'll call the next day and we'll see how you feel. Like, just sit on that, see how you f- have a you know a th- thinking time, a thinking time, right. and then we'll call you back. So when they called us back, before they called us back, I said to my husband, "Oh my god, like, let's see if they will let me be a feature. It's mostly really not going to happen, but let's see." So, so it was your called-
0: idea to say, "Can you make me the feature?" Yeah,
1: well, well you gotta like, ask, well, right? You
2: gotta. Do you know what I mean? So I was gonna ask but when we actually called like when they called us the next day um, we didn't really do much speaking so they they phoned up and they were like drake wants to know whether you would be the feature so it was like oh. i didn't need to ask oh which drake. was amazing drake. i know i love him <laughs> that's
0: amazing <laughs> um, i want i want to know i want to ask did they did anyone ever talk about you re recording the vocals and doing new vocals or was it always going to be this just the sample of the existing vocals i
2: wanted to re record it because it was very strange like if you had my original it was um that the one dance was like slowed down mm-hmm. so it was just it was different to my ears mm. but still really good so right. I'd ask them if they wanted me to re-record it and they were like no we're they were moving it. so nope, quickly good. yeah, yeah too. they were like no we want this out right like soon as you give us the yes because well, that's we'll go for it
0: that's so nuts because if it's a sample that's so unusual that you would get a featured credit because yeah. I was trying to think of something that happened like that in the past I remember when what was it? Diddy had that track where he sampled Inya? Oh. Or it was like Mario Winans or oh, something? Oh, I know exactly
1: what you're talking was, about, but yeah. It, and it was the
0: same sample that was used in the Fuji's track. The, uh, yeah, Ready or Not. Yeah. The Ready or Not mm-hmm. sample. Yeah. And Inya was able to get featured artist credit on the song that's through a I sample. Mean. And so on our charts, yeah. Inya had a number two hit from this Diddy's sample. song, yeah. From a, or from, it was from a, a bad boy song. Yeah, it was a yeah, bad Mario boy track. Winans, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, crazy. Crazy how yeah, yeah. these yeah. things work
2: out. I know, because <laughs> everyone was all like, they were contacting me and saying, has Drake nicked your song? I was like, no, <laughs> no. trust me, he's asked. He didn't And I it. didn't mind.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, like,
2: being a feature was just, you know, I, it was amazing. And not to re-record it as well. Was, yeah. Yeah
1: well and just to keep uh talking about how great drake is he also gave you the super lovely shout out on the amas stage i just i have the quote i just want to read it because it was so sweet yeah he's like i want to thank kyla who's here all the way from the uk and without her i would have never made the song one dance she's sitting over there so shout out to her like i was like oh he just singled I her know. out that's so, so great
2: because he had no idea i was coming to the amas okay um he's I mean, his schedule is busy. Uh, yeah. Yes. So we come down, and I was like, as soon as I get in there, if he's there, like you have no idea whether, you know, because of how busy he is, you don't know if he's going to even be there. Sure. I mean, he was nominated for, was it, 13 awards? He, yes. yes. So he'd be mad not to. <laughs> 13 awards, I'd be there. But, um, yeah, well, I just was, I was like, um, if I see him, I'm just going to chat to him. So there were so many people around him. And so this woman stood in front of me, and she was like, no, sorry, like, no pictures. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, I've got a single with him. And she just looked at me like I was mad. Like, she was just like, this woman is crazy. But, um, yeah. But thankfully, you actually he did get his attention. and was like, oh, Kyla. And then, obviously, we were nominated. I had, like, three um, nominations. Yeah. So like, he was like, um, are you ready to come up with me? So, he was, it was really, really good. Mm. And obviously, we didn't win. So, when he got his award for being the best hip hop artist, he
0: made sure to say he something. He made sure to
2: say something, which, which was is... so lovely because he didn't have to do that. Yeah.
0: So. Had super yeah. cool. Had you had met in person before?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, we, um, I actually flew out to um, South Africa um, with him, so which was amazing. Wow. Well, yeah, and even though you
1: weren't ever in the studio with him for One Dance, you did yeah. do the Apple Music Please Forgive Me film as well, yes. right? Yeah. You filmed a bit for yeah. that?
2: Yeah. yeah. So, we had, that was our first time meeting. And,. He, he was brilliant because he come in the room you know sat down with me and gave me you know some time just to ask him lots of questions just to get to know each other as yeah. well because it was like at that time we were like number one for like nearly I mean it was like 10 three years here. yeah, yeah. yeah. was <laughs> like a long forever. time so it was nice to sort of get to know each other because we shared something so amazing Yeah, we didn't know each other so I was just so happy because he's so lovely yeah. and so nice and like I tried to act all like cool so I was like when he walks in the room I'm gonna be like yo what's up how you doing Drake but when he walked in I was like total geek yeah. and I was like oh my god you've changed my life and then in my head I was like shut up Kyle <laughs> up. Up. it was all just coming out so that's awesome yeah.
1: well you mentioned the like crazy chart run that this song had and actually yeah. Keith is our co-director of charts at Billboard so Keith, you've got to come at her with yeah, some crazy stuff. This
0: is where I'm going to get to overwhelm you with Numbers. Oh, Numbers. this is going
1: to be crazy. <laughs> uh,
0: so One Dance spent 10 weeks at number one on the Billboard yeah. Hot 100 charts. Um, since the chart started in 1958, yeah. only 33 songs in the chart's history, and that's out of more than 1,000 number ones. Wow. have spent at least 10 weeks at number one. And this so, is one of them. And this is one of them. So for <laughs> any song to spend 10 weeks, any song to go to number one is obviously a huge deal. Yeah. And for Drake, this was even a bigger deal because it yeah. was the first He's number first one. Movie. Solo that he was, number one, yeah. Like, yeah. Was, he was the lead artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it has generated 528 million on-demand streams in the US. That's crazy. More than half a billion.
1: <laughs> That's just in the US, too. <laughs> just in the US. That's not even a global <laughs> number.
0: Um, and even crazier... It spent 18 weeks at number one on our Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs chart, which is the record for the most... Is it really? The, most weeks at number one yep. in history on our R&B chart. That's crazy. That's, yeah.
2: That's mad. Yeah. You know, it's so weird <laughs> because um, as a singer, and even when I was little, I used to be like, oh my God, the dream to be on the billboards
0: is just Oh, like... you're just saying that because you're here. No, no <laughs> I'm being deadly
2: serious. You know, like, um, I always feel like, as an artist, like, from the UK... You, you you want to start off big, but you have to start off small and you try and build up for like people to just hear your music. Yeah. Then you go from from that point there where you're like, okay, let's try and try and get a song out in the UK charts. Yeah. So to me, being in the billboards was like near enough impossible at the time. And I was just like, oh my god, I'd like to even be like in the billboards chart, even if it was right down at the bottom and it was just like so strange to see my name in the charts but also like next to drake's as well it was like just that's just a real feeling yeah. i was like oh wow <laughs>
0: yeah
2: i'm up at number one sitting up there with drake like, it was crazy yeah, yeah. it's amazing
1: it is crazy it is crazy and those
2: <laughs> stats are like
1: yeah. yes i'm gonna
2: go home and start being like you know what you know what <laughs> now
0: you have some stats <laughs> Um, you I'm know, here you, whenever you need any Just yeah. drop Katie a line I'm guaranteed. I can just help feed Whatever press release You need to throw out yeah. there I'm your guy He's got
1: numbers for i got you. numbers Um, And you actually uh, Got to see Drake At the after party too For the AMAs yes. And take a little photo with him Yes um, What was it like Just celebrating that, that night Oh it was
2: brilliant Cause, As well Because he didn't know I was here if he hadn't seen me, I'd mostly wouldn't even known where his after party was. Right. So, <laughs> afterwards he was just like, you got to come to the after party. So yeah, it was it was it was a like so of fun. To be fair, it was nice to just let my hair down and actually have fun with him. Yeah. And just be like normal, you know, people just having a, a giggle and a laugh and yeah. just celebrating. So, it was amazing and a surreal feeling, really. To yeah. Sort of, you know, because I was, I I was a huge fan of Drake's. Yeah. Beforehand, and was just. It, like, if someone had said to me, well, actually, it's funny because when we found out that he wanted to do something with the song, and like I said, we had four days, I remember um, calling my cousin because I was like, I need to tell someone. And so I phoned my cousin and I was like, Oh my God, like, listen, I think I'm going to have a single out with Drake. And my cousin was like, Kyla, like, are you okay? Are you feeling well? Like, she honestly thought I was lying. So it was, yeah, it was such a, well, it's real. Thing.
1: It's real. <laughs> I feel like that's the the word of the year though. You said yeah. the word surreal. Like that's yeah. like what your life is like from April on. Basically, it is. It's
2: like, like just I got up this morning and I've got this most amazing view from my room, mm-hmm. and I just was like, I got up and I was like i can't believe i'm here like i'm actually in la this is so strange (laughs) that's
1: awesome and um you know i've watched a few performances of yours online where when you're performing the song and you do kind of a mashup of do you mind and one dance how did you kind of it's very cool and how did you kind of put it together and decide like what lines of drakes you wanted to sing and and how did you how did you put that all together
2: do you know i've got a team of people behind me Mm -hmm. which is Brilliant. Including your husband
1: too. Including my my (laughs) husband.
2: But yeah, and and shout out to Toby as well. So, and my husband also, that just have these ideas. And so, yeah, they like, they throw them out there and they're like, how would you feel to do it this way? Yeah. And then we just give it a go really. And (laughs) it it just has the, I think it's nice because, everyone remembers the do You mind mm-hmm. and there's so much history there so it's like i give them a little bit of that and then it's like and this is what happened and all in like a little mini show yeah, yeah. and i say yeah it's, that's awesome that,
0: that reminds me of um when i saw nile rogers and chic um at at hyde park a couple of years ago when they were doing that Summerfest, the B, the bst what's i forget what it's called anyway <laughs> yeah. so chic was performing and he would start to play um a little bit of Baby, hear me tonight, Oh, my feeling, And he's like, if you like that, here's the song that they sampled to make that track. And he would go into a chic song. So he did, awesome. he did it like three times. He's like, yeah. oh, you like that one? Here's where now it came here's from. one. And here's the other one. Yeah. And so, oh, and here's the other one that you like too. And so it's it's a way to like kind of remind people like, remember, here's the history of where that song came from. Yeah. Because people have such short memories and they don't remember. It, do you know what as well?
2: It's funny actually you saying that because I remember... Um, As a child, my mum and dad used to get the vinyls out. I used to play them a song and be like... I remember listening to um, Lauren Hill's Killing Me Softly. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, this is my jam, (laughs) Mum. Like, this is the best song. You just don't know. You're not cool. I'm cool. And then they were like, no, hold on a second. Let's get the vinyls out. Let's teach her a lesson. And then they were like, this is Roberta Flack. And this is who done this song. And, yeah, so it just opened up my, my eyes to, like... And my husband does it to me all the time, even now. He'll be like, right, Kyla, this song, do you remember this song? I'm like, yeah, and he's like, and listen to this one. And I'm like, I didn't know it come from here. And he's like, yeah, but even more, this one come from that one. Mm-hmm. And then it starts going down the history. After a little while there, I'm like, all right, already. <laughs>
0: yeah. I get here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're now you're now someone's Roberta Flack.
1: Exactly. It's you know. <laughs> well, no, but it's cool because then kids like will listen to one dance and yeah. then they'll discover your, your song your when song, they didn't know it, and, and then, then they'll
0: discover the rest of what you've done. Exactly. It's all just like this way of like learning more about you, yeah. and everything that you've done to get to where you are now.
2: It's, it's funny actually saying that because um it's given like do you mind a, 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 a new life, life yeah. Yeah. yeah and and it's funny because the people that come to me are like the lo- younger generation from when I was performing it seven years ago and then the people that were dancing to it and you know listening to it seven years ago were like that was when I was young enough to go out a lot and I used to do this and mm-hmm. used to do that. that was my jam and they used to dance to it and yeah so it's really funny They're like now my kids are listening to it and that's amazing yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah that's awesome It's surreal. It is surreal. (laughs) And you know, the um, surrealness, surreality, I don't know what the word is there, (laughs) continues because, not to get ahead of ourselves, but it seems like a pretty good shot that One Dance could be nominated for a Grammy. Those nominations come out next month.
0: The the nominations aren't out yet. And
1: actually, by the time we air this interview, they will be out. They will be out. Yes. Um, what would that mean to you if you all of do a sudden what? are a Grammy nominee? I'm not allowed to swear. So you um, <laughs> You can, sure actually, you you can you do totally whatever you can. want. It's the internet podcast, it's free. Who
2: cares? I literally, do you know what? That would just be totally mad. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of a better word than crazy. Because <laughs> like to like I was saying, to have a song out. With Drake and for it to do like worldwide success mm-hmm. is just mad. Like I said, from April onwards has been <laughs> surreal and really strange. Um, You're running out of words,
1: basically. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. But to
2: get to a, a Grammy would just be totally nuts. Yeah. Just to be nominated yeah. is just like,
1: wow. Well, I hope our listeners are yeah, hearing this after po- you already have that yeah, nomination. We, we, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're hoping that
0: when this does air, we'll be, uh, we will be. A crystal ball foreseeing the future correctly.
1: Yes. Oh,
2: that would just be like, to-
1: yeah. Wow. Would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we have we have gone on and on about one dance, but you have plenty of other music on the horizon. Yes. Just last week, um, Naughty Boy released the song "Should Have Been Me," yes. which you're featured on. How did that project all come together? Oh,
2: right. So I was sat with my manager, and he played me the track, and he was like, "What do you think?" Um, and I just loved it. Yeah. And I knew that. You know, like I just thought, let me... Uh, it was by an incredible writer um, called Emily Warren, and I was like, let me just give it a go. They might not like my version, <laughs> but let me just give it a go and let's see what they think, because, you know, they might have their ideas for someone else. And I sung it, fell in love with it, and then was just like a pain, I think, in my husband's <laughs> husband and my manager's... Um, <laughs> bum, (laughs) just to basically, I was like, has he heard it? Does he like it? Has he heard it? Does he like it? Hello? Does he like it? So yeah, when when they were like, no, they want to go with you and they love it. I was so excited. It's awesome. So yeah, so... So, like, like you know it's an amazing song it's such, and then to have super fun on it as well yes. it's just amazing
1: yeah and I mean Naughty Boy's been blowing up too obviously Zane feature Beyonce feature yeah. like crazy
2: he's just so you know he's such a clever producer so smart and you know just good
1: music he's yeah. brilliant
2: yeah. so I'm just so lucky to sort of say like I've got to sing, you know, that I'm featuring on his track. It's amazing.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I like that you're still so humble that you're like, does he like it? It's like, you're in a Drake song, girl. Of course he <laughs> likes it.
2: <laughs> I think it's just because, like, it's so weird because um, it's all been so super fast. And, yeah. like, I come out of music for a little while. Just a little while. I've got a little boy, and I just took some mummy time out. Mm-hmm. And then to go in it, come back into music so strong. It was, like, a little bit like, wow because I think when it when the one dance come out it mm-hmm. was like the following week it was like straight into number one and then we got knocked off and then we went back in <laughs> and it was just yeah it was like so
1: I'm, that's a pretty good comeback pretty nervous. good return to music to yeah. say the very least that's awesome and what other other than the naughty boy song what else do you have going on music wise yeah so
2: I've signed I've, I've signed to a label oh um, yay! very yeah. very tough and Is this
1: brand new news did you just
2: sign to a label I've been signed to them it's it's newish okay okay but yeah I've been signed in a couple of months very cool and so excited so I'm literally got my head down working on my new material yes I'm just like really excited are you trying to put in. an
1: album together yes yeah
2: yeah so I'm just putting my head down and every time I I write a new song I'm like I love this song I love this song and then we write another one and then I'm like I love this song I love this <laughs> so yeah I think I am going to have like about 100 I was say, like <laughs> songs, a hundred songs, thirty songs. Yeah, going to it's be like, "Oh my god, like I, I can't choose, I can't choose." <laughs> and I've just been working with some amazing producers and yeah, it's just amazing and writers and you know just flinging back and forth ideas and I'm really enjoying myself, really enjoying myself. It's going to be a really good album. Fingers crossed. That's awesome. Like, well,
1: you'll have to come back and visit us when you have an album definitely. to promote.
2: Oh my god. You know,
1: I'm there. All right, awesome. I just well, love I love
0: throughout this entire interview you've been doing nothing but smiling. So yeah. clearly things
1: <laughs> things are going well. Things are going well. My I goodness. Love it. just, well. I
0: mean it's just it's just amazing and to see what has happened and what can yeah. happen in such the strangest weirdest way and the yeah. shortest time In the shortest amount yeah. of time and how basically you know uh, you the the your the professional like the trajectory of your professional career can just yeah. suddenly like take this crazy left hand right oh, hand yeah. turn into somewhere where you never thought you'd be like right. six it's months so later true. and you know? I
2: also think like you never know you know when you're writing a song you never know who's listening yeah, yeah. you know and the mad turns it it takes you <laughs> which is like
1: crazy well thankfully Drake was listening thankfully Drake was listening (laughs) I love him
0: he'll get a a nice Christmas card yeah (laughs) uh, or a nice New Year's Eve you know a flower arrangement (laughs) I have no idea
1: that's amazing Kyle. it was so lovely to meet you thank you for having me yes thank you so much and good luck with all your future projects thank you Thank you so much to Kyla for coming into the office. What a sweetheart. And I feel like all of this could not have happened to a better, more deserving person. She just like is relishing all of it.
0: She was she was she she came in and we recorded it we recorded the interview with the three of us together in our studio next door. And she truly was like so lovely. Yes. Um and just super nice and she, i think they were flying back to london like the next day oh yeah
1: like we caught her like just on a like a quick trip to la for the AMA. Yeah. so i'm super happy we got to do this all in person and um and man here's to her 2017 2016 was a pretty good one for her well now it's time for
0: our chart stat of the week Brenda Lee's holiday classic, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, returns to the Billboard Hot 100's Top 40 this week, Mm -hmm. re-entering the chart at number 37. The song was released in 1958, when Brenda was just 13 years old. But it didn't become a hit until 1960, after Lee had broken through to the chart with her number one hits, I'm Sorry and I Want to Be Wanted. Rockin' would reach number 14 in December of 1960, which remains its peak so far on the chart. But Brenda had more than just one big rockin' tune and two number ones on the Hot 100. She's charted 51 hits on the list, all between 1959 and 1973. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? She
1: was like the Rihanna of the 60s. Yeah, totally.
0: (laughs) Um, and in 2013, she was named the number 36 biggest all-time artist on the Hot 100, ahead of such acts as Barbara Streisand, Katy Perry, and Cher. So, there you go. This week, Brenda Lee is back on the chart with Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. There we go. There we go. There we go. It's... I still, I still think it's incredible that she's, I think she's 72 now.
1: Yeah, she's a young spry 72 because she was only 13 when the mm-hmm. song was recorded.
0: Well, that's like when you see like Stevie Wonder and you're just like, ah, oh, Stevie Wonder Heldin is like, he's not that old. Yeah. Because he like broke through when he was 13. Didn't
1: that happen with Chubby Checker too? Like that guy's still kicking because he was, <laughs>
0: he was but very Chubby young. would really appreciate that. <laughs> Well, he likes well, Billboard too, so he's, he might be listening to, to the same thing. Well, and, and Johnny Mathis, we have a big interview with Johnny Mathis in the in the in the year end issue of Billboard this week, which is also online. He was, I think, discovered when he was like eighteen or something. It's people that you feel like they've been around forever because they have, because they have, but they're still like actively touring and recording yeah. because they're they started when they were super young, and yeah. we're so happy that they're still here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Ooh. Brenda Lee. And by the way. This is a hint towards next week. We're not going to tell you what it is. But oh next God. week, you are going to lose your marbles. I'm so excited. If you, uh, if you enjoy icons of music who are also just incredible people that have also an iconic Christmas song.
1: I was going to say, are we going to bring up Christmas? I'm going to bring up Christmas. <laughs> oh,
0: it's so good. We were so happy to make yes. it
1: happen. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Um, okay, so I think we're at the end of the show.
1: Um, well, now it, I'm in the Christmas spirit, I feel like we should totally go out on some Christmas song. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh. Do you have like a really big gosh, favorite?
0: Um, Man, I mean, I love like, I, I don't have like one favorite. Now. I
1: have a favorite if we uh, just want to go with it. Go ahead. My favorite is Andy Williams, Uh, uh Happy Holidays.
0: <laughs> happy Holidays. <laughs> yeah. What is the name of the song? It's called Happy Holidays. Oh, it is? Yeah. And it starts holiday, with, it's the holiday the
1: season. Holiday season. <laughs> ah. I love it so much. Doobie it's so doobie like, he's like scatting through it. I and like,
0: <laughs> Katie and I both have a martini in our hands. <laughs> exactly. A little bit of Kahlua, perhaps.
1: It's definitely not noon. <laughs> we could definitely have a martini right now. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah, this is
0: true. This is very true. Ah. All right, see you guys next week. Bye.
1: It's the holiday season. And Santa Claus has got a toy For every good girl and good little boy